we are not going to thrive on negativity. It's actually the opposite. Because negativity constricts your mind, it makes you stressed, and it doesn't allow you to create flexibility, to find new paths, um, to feel connected. And that's when the magic happens. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. Hi, my friends. This is Vanessa from thewellbeingblogger.com. Welcome to the third episode of uh, this podcast. Thank you so much for your continued warm and positive feedback about what I'm trying to do here. Uh, I'm very pleased and uh, very, very grateful for all all your kind words and Really, I much appreciate it and it's nice that I'm not just here talking to myself and that I can share some insights and uh, even some questions and uh, and even my own doubts and uh, just, you know, the chance of having a chat with people after they listen to this, uh, it's really, really nice. The exchange, it's absolutely incredible. So thank you so much for uh tweeting, retweeting, and sharing the podcast. I really, really have no words to to thank you. (laughs) On today's episode, I wanted to talk about friendship. And to be honest, this is the second time that I tried to record this podcast. The first one, there was a lot of background noise and mobile interference. So I thought that maybe I would try to record uh, another version later in the week. And maybe it was just the way it had to be because as the week went by, more insights came to me in the matters of friendship. So in the first recording that I did, I was sharing the three elements that I think are really important for, you know, for to have like, must have in friendships and they were basically respect care and love what i call brotherly love respect because you know you are your own person and everyone has their own personality their own uh, psychological tendencies their one their own essence and we must respect that the second, uh, to care, like to generally care about someone and uh, to not just put yourself first, not to think about what can you gain from, you know, from this relationship? What do you benefit from? You actually care about people and to care about people, you have to base your friendships in uh, authenticity and in good values so you don't connect with people just because they can be useful or they are nice to you you actually value the other person and you are even proud of having them as a friend 
and then brotherly love like uh it's it's tied in with uh, with the care aspect and with the respect so if you love the other person uh you will accept their flaws and like their weaknesses and also encourage them on their on their strengths strengths dreams and everything that is good about them but basically you understand that the other person like yourself has a light side and a shadow side and they come together in the package so you can't expect that your friend is going to be a perfect person to you all the time because you're not that anyway to anyone even yourself so it's really important to kind of reflect on our expectations of perfection whether that be about others or ourselves and as the week went by i thought and thought more about this topic and i realized that the reason why i wanted to talk about friendship was to complain about my own friendships and that's not good right <laughs> it's, it's not a good policy to come on here and and have that as a, i mean it's not that it's good policy but um it was an invitation invitation for me to actually look at myself and analyze why like why was I feeling like that? And what was my responsibility in that dynamic? So um, friendships are hard sometimes. If romantic relationships are hard, friendships can be also hard. And I now understand why a romantic relationship should start first with friendship because that's how you meet another person in their good and bad and uh, and i mean that's that's really essential to then make the decision whether you want to or you see fit as a couple you know with the other person and i think that uh, I, I really really thought about personality types this week i'm reading an excellent book about um, personality and uh, investing and that the book uh, is really good because it explains how different personality types perceive the world and relate to other people and i'm i am an infp in the myers-briggs if you don't know what the Myers-Briggs is, I invite you to, to read an article that I have on my blog uh, that it's called, the title is, What is your personality type? I'm an INFP. Uh, I will leave the link down below. You can find the test, the personality test for free on the internet. So to figure out which one, which type uh, you, you are. So I am an INFP and the FB bit means that I'm a filler and a perceiver. And fillers are really comfortable with emotions um, and they are usually the creatives. And the perceivers are usually very flexible uh, on their, you know, on their relationships, on their, on their perception of the world and people while thinkers are more um, 
are more connected with their own minds. So their mind chatter and their strategic planning and what comes first and different possibilities. But, you know, there has, there has to be a logic way. Uh, I think they have a very mechanist way uh, of dealing with reality, especially if they are thinkers and judgers. So if they uh, if if their personality type ends with T and J, and I I don't I'm not sure about one of my friends, but I suspect that my two best friends they are both TJs, and and sometimes it it's hard to to make a bridge if if I if I'm not resource resourceful if I don't have my things figure out and if I'm not completely on top of my game it can be hard to to deal <laughs> with TJs because uh, they tend to see the world they they say that they see the world as as it is but they have they are more prone to have a negative perspective of reality of themselves and of the world while fps have a more rosy kind of rose glass perspective it's not that they are totally naive i i used a lot of my my thinking and judging abilities in the past so i kind of really understand them but then my nature is mostly FP, and and then I also know, you know, something that is called the positivity ratio, and so I know that science, you know, um, does tell us that human beings in general have a tendency to negativity, because that's <laughs> that was you know, an, an evolutionary um, good thing to have. But the thing is that if we just focus on the negative and with the overwhelming environment that we currently live in, and it's getting worse and worse, to be honest, uh, it becomes a struggle and it becomes a, a mental health issue uh, to be always looking at things from a negative perspective and i'm not a negationist so but because of my personality i can't be always um looking at things from a negative perspective sometimes things are bad but i i have to have that kick off of all right let's go let's you know focus on the good thing it might be just like one tiny little thing that is positive, but let's grab that and let's, because I know that's what moves. That's what moves us forward instead of just dragging us down into a pit hole. If you just attach yourself to the one good thing um, and you can transform negativity into positivity, then you, you know, you have an advantage then you're looking after your mental health you're creating well-being you know uh, because you're transforming negative ex experiences into something greater and i talked about this in my first episode like embracing change uh going from 
uh, a bad place and transforming that into something good. Even if it's like something really silly, like, uh, you know, being in a bad place and creating a podcast, even if it's just that, it's already good enough, you know, because you're transforming energy and it and the way you can be on top of your game is to have this consciousness that you have to be constantly transmute, transmuting negative energy into positive energy. This doesn't mean that yeah. negative energy doesn't play a role. It does. It just means that you don't get stuck in it. Because if you get stuck in it, then everything starts crumbling down and life doesn't go your way. You don't have the energy to be focused on your goals, on your dreams. You can't open space in your mind to focus on solutions. And you can't be flexible enough to understand that, okay, this path is not working, but maybe I can try this, this, and this. So... To back this up by science, it's well known that we have a bias towards negativity, and that's that 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 has an evolutionary uh, argument based. And then there's this awesome thing that you it is well known is it's like this is a fact, okay? <laughs> so here's the fact for you: it's like you need three positive emotions to counterbalance each negative. This is science, guys. And to be honest, this ratio, this ratio kind of varies in terms of the situation. And I've read that in relationships, there was a ratio of one to seven. So you need seven positive interactions to counterbalance one negative. This is science. I'm not inventing anything. So I'm bringing you everything uh, you know, that you can find this on positive psychology books. You can find, you know, there's a, there's lab research that shows you this. So knowing this, if you, uh, and now I understand why I like so much this ratio, because when you, when you are a filler perceiver, uh, you kind of feel like the, the crazy one, like the weird, odd one, because yeah. everyone tends to be so negative and you want to be like the unicorn of the place, of the group. And other people don't like that because they're more familiar and they're more comfortable with complaining, with, uh, you know. And there's a difference between acknowledging what is not working as a way to improve and just complaining for the sake of complaining. And what I see most people doing is that they complain a lot, but they don't really transform that complaint in into some into a solution or into something better, even for themselves. And yeah. I think that in terms of personality types, I think TJs and even FJs they have a harder time uh, with processing and transforming negative energy into positive because they have this aspect of judging. And it's also backed up by science uh, that judgment is an aspect that is related with negative feelings, negative emotions. Because if you're judging all the time, you're always analyzing and you're, it's never good enough because that's what your mind does. If you're comparing, if you're wishing, if you're wanting, um, you know, uh, it is 
a good thing to have when it's balanced, when it's but when it's not balanced, then and your whole day is about complaining and judging, and uh, everything is bad and everything is awful, and uh, you know, the world is a very very bad place, and you don't create the time, and this this is really really important. You don't create the time and the momentum to just savor a tree. You know, and this is why another aspect of positive psychology and and studies uh, done with uh, gratitude and uh, the three blessings exercise. So, like on a daily basis, you kind of list the three good things that happen in your day. This is true. Why? Because if you don't create the time in your day to embrace little things and to focus on good things, your mind will not naturally pay attention to it. So you're not building the muscle of positivity, of well-being. So what I try to do in my day-to-day life is if I go for a walk or even if I'm doing my breakfast, I try to appreciate whether even if it's you know, today I had a toast, a egg on, on toast. And I savored the fact that I was able to do an egg that was actually really smooth and it tasted better than yesterday's. So, and I transform that silly moment, that insignificant detail into something that has positive power to feed my mind. And I try to do this as much as I can. I try to, you know, to look outside and to be grateful by the fact that I can see a river, even if it's far away, but it's still there. Or I can appreciate the fact that right now I have a really great microphone, while in the past I didn't have one. And I might be grateful grateful about this like every week or whenever I have to record something. I just remind myself of that because... You know, your mind is not really interested whether it's silly or not. Just the fact that you feel grateful or just the fact that you remind yourself of something good that happened before, you are transported to that moment and you refill, you know, you you go through the motions again, the same motions that you went through when it happened for the first time. And this helps to build that positivity muscle that is really important for your mental health and well-being. It is hard work sometimes, and I believe that for some personality types, it's really, really hard to pay attention to what is working and make more emphasis of of that. That's hard work because our mind is wired, naturally wired, to focus on the negative. But believe me, as you as humankind and evolved beings we are not going to thrive on negativity it's actually the opposite because negativity constricts your mind it makes you stressed and it doesn't allow you to create flexibility to find new paths um, to feel connected you know and and that's when the magic happens that's when the magic happens. And the book I was telling you about earlier, about investing and personality types, one of the things that it was found out is that good or the best investors, they are usually thinkers. That's a fact. But the good thing is that they were able to, to manage and to develop their brain and co- complexity to a point 
that they can have aspects from both polarities. So they may have a tendency to be a TJ or a TP, but they manage to develop their emotional side as well. And it's the mastery of both polarities that can make you a great performer, whatever the area you work in, whether you're a writer. And if you're like me, you're an INFP, you will be better and better if you also develop your thinking and your judging skills. That's a fact. Because we're greater as more complex we are and the more we master that complexity and the more we accept it. So if we cling on our natural tendencies, we don't develop as much as we could. And again, I think, you know, you can find many papers that show this. Life is not about positivity. And one of the criticisms that ignorant scientists make to positive psychology is that positive psychologists tend to to then have a bias towards positivity and that's not true if you if you read and if you look at the studies that's not we we defend or that's not what we say life is about suffering as the buddhists say but then if you even go and read you know buddhists books you'll find that there's a really really nice thing that it's called the eight path fold and that path is the way to eliminate suffering. And I will actually look at it up just to read you some of the things because one of them is right mindfulness. So let me see if I can find it quickly to tell you Eightfold Path here on my computer. So it has a, a eight, eight aspects and one of them is right mindfulness. So it's the right way. And it doesn't mean like right way in a, in a substantial way, but, you know, like living with, with no judgment. But right. I will tell you the eight practice that contains the eightfold path. And this is a path to decrease suffering, to eliminate suffering. But remember that the first noble truth in Buddhism is life is suffering. Life is dukkha. And positive psychology doesn't deny this at all, but it also tells you that it is possible to transform negativity and trauma into something positive. And you can find this in many religious, many religions and spiritual traditions. This is the way to embrace human life and to transform yourself. So the eight practice of the Eightfold Path consists on the right view, so perceiving reality as much accurate as possible, right resolve, right speech, so being careful with the way you express yourself, what you say and how you say it, right conduct, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, and right samadhi. Or in other words, samadhi is the ability to to feel connected mm -hmm. and i would talk about this in more detail in the future but being connected is mainly feeling whole within yourself and then having this sensation that you're connected to the universe and when i mean universe it includes other people animals rocks <laughs> nature elements, even outer space. 
and it's that so it's definitely something bigger than yourself and that's and that's magic and you know people who have suffered a lot and people who we admire so much throughout history there are people who who lived many of them hellish lives and what we like about them is that they transformed all the trauma all the negativity into something that can or could move them forward and that's our job here and when you like i i i think about my grandmother and when i talk to her she starts telling me who is sick and uh, you know who is uh, going not so well and I always get tired from those conversations because they are too negative. And that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why I don't also watch the news because, you know, smart people know the power of negativity. It hooks you and it prevents you from really focus on what you can do to create your own reality. Because when you tap or when you balance your emotional state and you develop your well-being muscle, then you're unstoppable. You're free to create and build your own path. But while you get distracted by everything that is not so good and it's not perfect and uh, not perfect yet, according to you, you, you're losing energy. You're losing energy. And, and then change takes a whole lot more to happen in your life because you get sidetracked you you're leaking energy because everything is bad and and again there's there's a very nice story about the two wolves it's a native american story but basically you have two wolves and you know you have the negative wolf that is all about anger envy uh rage and then you have the good wolf uh, which is about empathy, nurture, caring, love. And they are warring each other inside ourselves. And which one will win, right? Uh, the one who wins is the one you feed. So if you keep feeding yourself with, by focus on the negative and not so much on appreciating the good things that happen in your day, you're feeding the bad wolf and you are you are expanding your anger and all the negative emotions and they work as um you know as something to push you to prevent you from keeping forward that's it guys for today i hope you enjoyed this podcast let me know your thoughts and your feedback i will love to chat